Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Hey, we'd love to help you get answers to the tough questions you're facing. Email us your questions at answers at walkintruth.com. That's answers at walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's study in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 about spring cleaning within the church. Let's read the passage together. We'll read through the end of the chapter and then come back and break it down. Paul writes, 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump just as you are in fact unleavened. For Christ our Passover also has been sacrificed. 1 Corinthians 5, 8. Therefore let us celebrate the feast not with the old leaven nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter uh, not to associate with immoral people. I did not at all mean with the immoral people of this world, or with the covetous, or swindlers and swindlers, or with idolaters, for then you would have to go out of the world. But actually, verse 11, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he's an immoral person or covetous, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or a swindler. Do not even eat with such a one. For what, I have, what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? But those who are outside, God judges. And then Paul writes, remove the wicked man from among yourselves. We're going to start the new year with a very easy passage, as you can see. Very positive. So we're going to need all the help we can get, so would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your word. It is illuminating and challenging. This is a passage that can confuse and even make some people ask some deep questions. But there's a reason that this is written. And it's written actually for the protection of the church and even the salvation of this individual. And I pray for clarity. I pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us. I pray that you would help us to have ears that are open to your truth because your word is inspired and it is profitable if we have ears to hear and a heart to obey. So help us in this new year to do some spring cleaning, Lord. We all need it. There's a lot of clutter in a lot of our lives. And the clutter gets in the way of things that you want to do. And you are constantly cleaning up my life and I pray that we'd be open to that Lord and hear your voice and become vessels that are fit for the master's use help us Lord we pray your blessing on this time together in your word for your glory in Jesus name amen now when we turn the calendar over and we begin to kind of set our sights as Christians toward Easter Sunday. The Jews had a religious calendar where they would begin to set their sights on the Passover. And it was the beginning of the religious calendar for them. And as they did so, they would go through literally a spring cleaning. And what they would do in preparation for the Passover is they would go and get all the leaven out of their house. 
So anything leavened, anything that had to do with bread or dough, they would literally go into the corners of the household and they would sweep them out. And you can find pictures on the internet of the process even done today where a father will take a wooden spoon and a feather and they will take a candle or a flashlight and they will go, and it's kind of a fun thing, they'll go throughout all the household and they'll look for any little crumb. Now some of you have crumbs under your bed, when I was a teenager, I used to have french fries under the bed and stuff like that. My mom would say, what are you doing? My mom is a very clean woman. You can eat off the floor in my mom's house. It's that, it's that good. I'm not there. But anyway, so they would go through this process and the kids would get involved and the dad would take this feather and he wouldn't touch the leaven, but he would sweep with the feather the leaven onto the wooden spoon and they would wrap it in a linen cloth and then take it out to a communal bonfire to burn it. They did spring cleaning and preparation for the celebration of Passover, just like we as Christians need to do some spring cleaning in our lives in preparation for Easter. Some of you who grew up in the Roman Catholic Church know that they have a period of Lent, and Lent is not in the Bible, but it is something that Roman Catholics have done for many, many years to purge things out of their lives in preparation for a big holiday. Well, that does have roots in Scripture. It has roots in the Passover celebration in terms of how we prepare our hearts. And every week, I think, as we live our lives, we know it's very easy to pick up the old ways, to pick up the leaven of this world. Leaven is a picture of sin. It's a picture of evil. And we constantly have to have the Lord sweeping out the leaven in our lives. Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry and at the end of his ministry, went into the temple. And he literally swept the evil out of his father's house. He told the money changers, you're not going to do this here in my father's house. This house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. You, you've made it, made it a den of thieves. And the son literally swept out the father's house of the leaven. In fact, a good way to think about this passage from this point forward is to think in these terms. That Jesus was a friend of tax gatherers and sinners. But the ones that he was opposed to the most were religious hypocrites and phonies. In fact, finally in the temple he said to them after they rejected him over and over again, your house is left to you desolate. They would not sweep out the old leaven. They would not welcome Jesus Christ into their lives. And so Jesus said, then you're going to get what you get without me. They were of the leaven of malice and wickedness. So the Corinthian church is set up. They're supposed to be impacting their culture, but there was a lot of problems going on. There was a lot of immorality. There was a man in the Corinthian church who had a relationship, and there's, this is some adult content, but here's where we left off. He literally had a relationship with his father's wife. He was with her. We don't know if he married her. We don't know if they were living together, but it would appear that the father is still alive and the son, who may have been a prominent member of the Corinthian church, perhaps even a leader, was now with his father's wife in an intimate relationship. The Apostle Paul said, uh-uh. This is not going to happen. This is not even something that happens among the pagans. 
And the Corinthian church was allowing it, perhaps because of the pressure of this man's personality, perhaps because he was a leader, whatever was going on, they would not confront him. And so the ministry of the church, the witness of the church to the pagan world was being muddied and ruined. And when our lives are a mess, when we're doing things worse than the world, what does the world do? The world looks at the church and says, really? What do you have to offer me? Your life is more a shambles than mine. And that's often what unbelievers do. They hang their hat on this stuff. And so Paul has addressed the issue of this man in that situation, and now he uses the metaphor, the picture of the feast of Passover and unleavened bread, which really went together. And he says these words. He says, clean, if you have an ESV, verse 7, cleanse, New King James, purge out, NIV, get rid of the old leaven. Now the leaven, in some translations, is yeast, but it's that which puffs up the bread. And the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread pretty much went together. They, on the 10th of Nisan, they would pick the lamb for each family without spot or blemish. On the 14th of the month, they would sacrifice the lamb at twilight. And then on the 15th through the 21st, and you can find this in the Old Testament, was the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Over the years, what happened is Passover and unleavened bread basically uh, were linked together and seen as one holiday. So when you talk Passover in the Jewish context, you're also really talking about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, literally the Feast of Matzah. Some of you have had matzah. You can go to Stater Brothers and buy a package of matzah. And what it is is it's bread without yeast. It's, It's not puffed up. It's almost like a cracker. It's what we're going to actually partake of at the end of this service. And when you get the little wafer, you are eating a piece of matzah. We don't pass around a loaf of French bread, (laughs) although I suppose that could work. We don't want to nitpick things, but here's the deal. The Jewish Passover was actually celebrated with unleavened bread. So that's why you get a cracker that's this short little you know, uh, thing without leaven because that honors the essential nature of the feast. And so here's the Apostle Paul. He's obviously a Jewish man who's been converted to Christ. And he uses this image that is very Jewish. He says, do some spring cleaning. Verse 7, clean out, get rid of the old leaven that you may be a new lump. Stop acting like an old lump. Apparently that's biblical to say to your loved ones. Especially if they're sitting on a chair eating too much. You could say, stop being an old lump. (laughs) Right? It's time to embrace the new life. It's time to be in your walk what you are before the Lord. It's time to clean out Get rid of the old leaven. We we need to see this in light of sin in the camp in the Corinthian church. And the Corinthians are brought the solution to really every problem with sin. You ready? Buckle your seatbelt. Here's the solution for every problem you have with sin. Get rid of it. Get 
riveting. What? Yes. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Here's the deal. The Jewish Passover was actually celebrated with unleavened bread. So that's why you get a cracker that's this short little, you know, uh, thing without leaven, because that honors the essential nature of the feast. And so here's the Apostle Paul. He's obviously a Jewish man who's been converted to Christ. And he uses this image that is very Jewish. He says, do some spring cleaning. Verse 7, clean out, get rid of the old leaven, that you may be a new lump. Stop acting like an old lump. Apparently that's biblical to say to your loved ones. Especially if they're sitting on a chair eating too much. You could say, stop being an old lump. Right? It's time to embrace the new life. It's time to be in your walk what you are before the Lord. It's time to clean out, get rid of the old leaven. We we need to see this in light of sin in the camp in the Corinthian church. And the Corinthians are brought the solution to really every problem with sin. You ready? Buckle your seatbelt. Here's the solution for every problem you have with sin. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. What? Yes. You see, if you keep sin for the next indulgence, whatever your weakness may be, whether it's with a computer or a television or a magazine, or there's a person that continues to bring you down, or there's a chemical or a food or whatever it is, the biblical remedy is get rid of it. Don't put it in a closet in some hidden place just for the next time that you decide to fall. Because if you do that, you have set yourself up for failure. I love to use the illustration of ice cream because it's near and dear to my heart. And I'm, I have a lot of house cleaning to do after what I ate over the holidays. Anybody else? I got some serious spring cleaning to do. I joined five gyms at the beginning of January just to say I belong to them. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. But that's what a lot of people do, right? So let's say that you have a problem with Snickers bars. This is a very personal illustration. And let's say that you say, all right, it's the beginning of January in the new year. No more Snickers. You got on the scale. You know, it's not even able to read your weight right now. But you take the Snickers and you put them in a little cubby to hide them from the children and grandchildren. Just in case. In case what? In case you fall to Snickers. You see what you've done. And now, yeah, amen. Somebody said, somebody out there, Snickers, can I get an amen? Anyway, 
and you walk by the place where you know they are, and you're like, oh, Lord, help me. Right? That's just silliness. In order to overcome something, and it, of course, you still need the Lord's strength, is to get it out of your life. It's to do some spring cleaning. It's to clean out the clutter. It's to purge it. It's to get rid of it. That you may be a new lump. Notice verse 7. Language is a little tricky, but I think we'll all get it. Just as you are, in fact, unleavened. What do you mean, Pastor Michael, I'm unleavened? Right now, before the Lord, because of what Christ has done, if you're a Christian, you are without sin before the Lord. What? What do you mean, without sin? I hear people saying all the time, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Well, you are. But before the Father, because you have the righteousness of Jesus credited to your account, right now you're clean before the Father. You are a new lump. Praise the Lord. You thought, man, I've never been called that before, a new lump. Wow. But in, in the biblical language, that means you're unleavened. That means sin has been dealt with once for all through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for all time. Praise the Lord. This is what we celebrate every Lord's Day. We celebrate our salvation in Christ. We celebrate a free gift given to us by grace. But Paul is saying, look, sweep out the old leaven because that's not who you are anymore. For Christ, end of seven, our Passover also has been sacrificed. You see, for the Jews, what did they do? On Friday of Passover week, they sacrificed a lamb per household. And remember, in the first Passover, they took the blood of the lamb, and what did they do? They applied it to the, the post of the door and to the lentil. And when God passed over Egypt and he was judging the false gods of Egypt, when he saw the blood, everyone in that household was passed over. They did not experience judgment. Why? Because of the blood of the lamb. Now, Jesus is the fulfillment of that imagery. Jesus is our Passover. Everybody with me? He, by his blood, applied to our lives, causes God's judgment to pass over us now. If you are under the blood, God is not going to judge you. Praise the Lord. That's really good news. You are new in Jesus Christ, a new creation. Christ is our Passover. Now, for a Jewish person celebrating Passover, they think about liberation. They think about freedom from the old life. They think about freedom after hundreds of years in bondage to Egypt a type of the world, Pharaoh, a type of Satan, the taskmasters whipping them in the mud pits, a type of besetting sin. And when the Passover happened and the last plague happened, the death of the firstborn, and they were protected by the blood, they went out. And when they went out, they went out in freedom and they were celebrating the Lord and his power and they were saying, finally, we're free. What we've been praying for for hundreds and hundreds of years we have experienced. We are now free, free to be who we are, free not to be surrounded with the pagan deities of Egypt, free not to be at the whim of Pharaoh, whatever he says we have to do, free not to watch our women ravaged and our men die in the mud pits. That's a major, major happening. And so they went out. But even though they went out in the light of God's power and deliverance, what happened to Israel. Well, Israel got to the desert and 
they weren't walking like a free people. In fact, because of their unbelief and their whining and their complaining, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. Some of you have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ and you continue to do this. You continue to wander, although you are free in Christ, you're wandering in the wilderness. And can I say to you, at some point, it's time to take the off-ramp. Everybody know what I'm saying? See, some of you have been in a vicious circle for so long. You're not walking in the freedom that Jesus, with which he's made you free. You haven't taken the off-ramp. You just continue to do this, even though you're a Christian even though you're born again. And this is what Israel did. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside or put away every encumbrance, every weight, every burden, and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Sometimes we clean out a part of our house and we stuff it in a closet. Then we open the door of that closet and everything comes down. God's saying, look, I I want you to get the stuff out of your life that's becoming a weight on you. And so having been delivered from Pharaoh, a type of Satan, Egypt, a type of the world, the old besetting, besetting sins, the taskmasters, why would you let them rule over you again? You're free. But how many times did Israel whine How many times did they say, caravans back to Egypt, baby. It's too hard here in the wilderness. It's too hard trying to get to the promises of God. And so they whined and complained. You're listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. And this was part one of his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 called Spring Cleaning. We're officially in the holiday season. And that means that 2019 is almost over. But now is usually the time to think about what charities or ministries to donate to. Walk in Truth's mission is not only to reach out through the airwaves with God's truth, but also to connect with our listeners and bring answers to hard questions through events like the 633 event we did yesterday with Natasha Crane, helping parents teach their kids how to defend their faith. We have big plans for more events in 2020 and to expand the program to more radio stations to reach more people. But we can only do that if you partner with us on this mission. So take up arms with us, so to speak. If you're looking for a ministry to donate to, please consider Walk in Truth. Give what you can at walkintruth.com. Our goal is still to reach 32,000 before the end of the year so we can get rolling on our plans. A monthly commitment of $35 or an end-of-year gift of whatever you can. Please visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word today. Well, the question does come up as we think about spring cleaning. How does someone get dealt with, be under church discipline, and that be considered loving? That is a question. You know, maybe your church tried to practice some church discipline and maybe a lot of people were offended by it. And, and there's a way to handle it. And it's, it's to be done in a certain way following Matthew 18, always with the Lord's heart, always with as much grace as you can pour into the situation always with as much patience as you can. But, you know, ultimately, a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. And sometimes we have to do some hard things in the church. Is that considered loving? Yes, it's loving not to let the person go off to their own destruction 
and destroy those around them. It's unloving not to say anything. If a train's coming down the track to plow somebody that you love, you're going to yell at them to get away from the oncoming train. And so that is love, even though that's often misunderstood. And it's also done for the protection of God's people and for God's glory. So, you know, as you consider these things, I think one thing that we have to just always remember is when we follow God's way, we're doing life the best way. He has his reasons. Hey, I'd like to invite you out to our Wednesday night service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. That's the church, the great church behind Walk in Truth, the program that you're listening to on this great station. And we have a Thanksgiving party this Wednesday night for our great youth group. They're going to get together at church at 7 p.m. If you're interested in plugging your junior hire, senior hire into a youth group, this would be a great time to check it out, kind of a more social evening, but it'd be a great time to get to know the youth group. 1009 Arsenal Way is where Living Truth is located, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. The midweek service starts at 7 p.m. We're going through the book of Job, so you can bring your teenager out and enjoy the book of Job with us. You can find out information and directions to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I serve as senior pastor, when you download the Living Truth app in your app store. You can also call with any questions you have at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Just make sure you call during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday. If you have a prayer request or we can help you in any way, call the number or connect with us at walkintruth.com. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Tune in tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 about spring cleaning within the church. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.